Hello, everybody, and welcome to Turn to Page number six. Beware of the purple peanut butter. I've been looking forward to this. I think. I think looking forward to is the word. Uh, yeah. I think that's the right word. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I think we've mentioned it maybe in two previous episodes, and yet it earned that without having even seen this cover art yet, which. Yeah. Oh, boy. It is. Um, a boy, indeed, <laughs> covered <laughs> in um, purple peanut butter, not jam. <laughs> Very important. Not at all. Not jam. It is purple peanut butter in a in a sandwich. No jelly. But yeah, he's doesn't seem to have the consistency of peanut butter. Seems to have more the consistency of a preservative, something like a jelly or maybe a, sure. a marmalade. But. Purple peanut butter, nonetheless. The look of shock on his face. <laughs> you are too deep in this situation to still be shocked by it, my man. Yeah, you are entirely engulfed by this sandwich. For audio only, uh, which I presume is basically almost all, uh, mm. there's a man in a sandwich, engulfed in purple peanut Excuse butter. Excuse me, which this is, is a manwich. Is a... <laughs> Completely engulfed in purple peanut butter. Not jam, purple peanut butter. Got his hands out. He looks like he's like, save me from this sandwich. Uh, presumably maybe eaten, going to be eaten by a giant. I don't know. That that really is going to be up to us to decide. All right. Oh! Maybe. I. You know what? I, I had entirely anthropomorphized the, uh, oh. the, the sandwich. To me, the sandwich was already eating the boy. I Not see. this is the boy being prepared to be eaten by a larger uh, creature. Gotcha. In fact, we will decide, possibly, which of those is reality itself yeah. as we possibly turn to page here. Would you like to hear a little bit about what's going to be inside this book? Beware me. Beware. Do not read this book from beginning <laughs> to end. Don't go in the basement. Your aunt warns you as you start a game of hide and seek with your two horrible cousins. But do you listen? No way. But while you're hiding in the basement, your stomach grumbles and growls. You open an old refrigerator and find a jar of purple peanut butter and a stale chocolate cake. Which should you eat? Watch out. A small taste of one of these foods could cause you big trouble. You may never be the same again. You're in control of this scary adventure. You decide what will happen and how terrifying the scares will be. I... Okay. So you're telling me beware of the purple peanut butter is going to give us the choice to not interface with the purple peanut butter at all? Yeah, I mean, the title warned us, beware of the purple peanut butter. I also, know. Who chooses the jar of purple peanut butter over a stale chocolate cake? You just warm that up with a little bit of a spritz in the microwave, yeah. maybe you got a new cake going. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah. I mean, I feel like the peanut butter goes purple, you... You've already got an issue, even with without uh, mysterious and monstrous foul play. It is already, unless it's like that Heinz ketchup, you know, where they, you know, yeah, they it did was green. It, it was green. They had a green one. They had a purple one too, but the and the the funniest thing is the commercial for it made it look terrible. <laughs> it, like they put mm. it, they put it on fries, uh, chips. They put it on them and. It was like gray. It was like gray with a tinge of purple. And it looked terrible. Ooh. And like someone like yeah, bursted that's... through a garage door for them, even though they looked like garbage. I don't know. <laughs> Something like that. 
<laughs> just Kool-Aid man bursting through and going, oh no. <laughs> what happened? <clears throat> Don't want that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's all yours. That's all yours. Uh, but you know what's all ours? Page number one. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. To and on disbelief. Bumps. Yes. Let's do it. You can't believe your parents did this to you. Your mom and dad are off to a Europe on a off to a Europe on a business trip. So you have to spend the summer in Fiskville with Aunt Fiona and Uncle Harvey, which means spending the summer with your cousins Barney and Dora, which means a summer of torture. Barney is a year older than you and a bully. Dora is a year younger and a whiny pest. Not what you had in mind for your summer vacation. You stare glumly out the car window as your aunt and uncle drive home from the airport. Aunt Fiona turns around in the front seat and beams at you. Bonnie and Dora can't wait until we bring you home. She squeals. I'll bet, you think. Bad news, Barney. Oh, bad news, Barney. That's his name. Bad news, Barney. Can't wait to pound me into the ground. Dora the drag can't wait to rope me into playing with her dolls. Uncle Harvey pulls the car into a driveway. You stare at the house. It's two stories high and run down. The lawn is choked with weeds. The front steps are cracked and crumbling. Not very promising. At least, the creepy cousins aren't around, you think. Maybe you can sneak off before they know you're here. Then a loud bang Bang! makes you jump out of your skin, nearly. Go on to page two. Barney runs out the front door, letting it slam behind him. You slowly step out of the car. Barney's pudgy face breaks into a mean grin under his thick blonde hair. Even though he's only a year older than you, he's twice your size. While your aunt and uncle unload the car, he punches you on the arm hard. Hi, you wimp! He snarls. Dora skips around the side of the house, holding on to her obnoxious orange cat, Puff. Dora's dark hair hangs in two long braids over her shoulders. She eyes you with a smirk, then giggles. Puff hisses at you. What a summer, you think. Maybe you can spend your entire vacation upstairs in your room. But no. Barney's been waiting for you. (laughs) Barney says. Let's play hide and seek. I wonder what this is a reference to. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no, you think. Me too. It's starting. Oh, it's so nice to see you're already having fun. Aunt Fiona gushes. Your uncle and I have to go back to work at the university. I'll take your suitcase upstairs for you. No, no, really. You protest. I don't mind. Nonsense. Uncle Harvey responds. You kids go on and play. (laughs) There's just one thing, and it's very important. You can play anywhere you want, but don't go in the basement. Okay. Uncle Al Harvey. Page 23. (laughs) Why can't we go in the basement? You ask. We haven't cleaned it out since we moved in. Aunt Fiona tells you. The people who owned the house before us were very, very strange. We don't know what's down there. It could be dangerous. Let's get started. Barney commands when his parents have gone inside. You remember the hide and seek rules? I remember. Who could forget? Whoever is it gets to pound anyone he catches. Barney reminds you. Fine. I'll go first. Sorry, it's Barney's house. (laughs) Barney will be at the start. 
Now go and hide while Barney counts to a hundred. He laughs as he waves his fist in your face, then shuts his eyes. Gulp. Go on to page 108. One. Barney counts. Two. Three. Four. Five. Twenty-seven. Twenty-eight. Fifty. As usual, your cousin is cheating. You'll have to find a place to hide fast. But where? Dora drops Puff and runs around to the back of the house. You want to stay as far away from her as possible, so you glance around, then tiptoe into the house. You find yourself in a small living room crowded with furniture. You don't have much time. Where can you hide? You dodge around a couple of chairs. Then you hide for the hallway that leads to the kitchen. Seventy! Barney shouts from the outside. Eighty-one! Eighty-six! You spot a doorway to the right of the refrigerator. You pull the door open. Steep, splintery steps lead down a dark, musty-smelling room. It must be the way to the basement. You know, stairs going downwards in the house. Could be, possibly, the basement. <laughs> this could be the attic. This might be the attic. But your aunt and uncle warned you to stay out of it. But you don't know if it's the basement. So be... 93! Barney shouts. Quick, make a decision. Should you forget about your aunt and uncle's warning and hide in the basement or find somewhere else to hide? To creep down to the basement, 71. Find another hiding place, 47. Now, Rito, let me yeah. pitch you. You know where this guy's not going to expect us to hide? The place where it's not supposed to go? Exactly. <laughs> it's like we're a baby, so... If I'm, if I'm looking for a person, I don't check in my wallet, right? Because mm. they're not supposed to be in there. They wouldn't fit, right? Like... As far as the rules of size go, I think they are parallel to the command that has been laid down by the uh, authority figures of the aunt and uncle here. I, I think we can bamboozle them by going down. I need to know who's in your wallet now. I'm... Yeah, no one important. No. <laughs> I'm now convinced you have a tiny wee boy inside your wallet. It, it is it is not important how many people I keep in my wallet on a daily basis. <laughs> what is important is, is how we can get away from this completely I, generic voiced villain. I'm ready to go to page 71. Let's do it. You glance around quickly to make sure that no one is watching. By the way, 71 is the basement, if you've forgotten. Then you push open the basement door and start down. The, the stairs are old. They creak with every single step you take. Cobwebs brush your face. Cobweb noise, cobweb noise. What could be <laughs> down here that's so dangerous, you wonder? You reach the bottom of the stairs. The floor is so dusty, it looks as if it hasn't been cleaned in hundreds of years. Feeble daylight filters through a big, filthy window at the back of the room. You start to explore. But there's nothing much to see, mostly old, dusty, worn furniture, old couches, old chairs, old mattress, old refrigerator, old stove, both covered in old rust, sit in one old corner. Nothing dangerous, nothing even interesting. But being down here is better than being, uh, not, being down here is better than being pounded by Barney. You sit in one of the old armchairs and wait. Sooner or later, Barney and Dora will get tired of their game, suitably safe to go back upstairs. There's only one problem. One big problem. Page 14. <laughs> this huge monumental oh ending problem. Mystical, fantastical problem is that 
you're hungry. The plane ride to Fiskville was a long one, and all you had to eat was an airline snack of peanuts and a soda. And now you realize that you're starving. Your stomach's growling so loudly that you're almost afraid Barney and Dora will hear it. Glance around the basement again. Maybe there was some cans of food. But no. The only shelves contain old carpenter's tools. The only cabinets are full of torn and dirty sheets and towels. You really don't want to go back upstairs. Not yet, but not with Barney and the bully. And the Barney the bully and Drippy Dora. He's got a lot of these names here uh, mm. waiting for you. What about the old refrigerator? You see that it's plugged in. Maybe there's something to eat inside. Trying not to get your hopes up too high, you approach the refrigerator. The door seems stuck, but you pull hard and it pops open. You spot two containers way in the back, and you bend down to inspect them and gasp because this has been plugged in for hundreds of years. It must have been costing them a fortune on their electric bill. Yeah, no kidding. Oh, my goodness. Running a refrigerator in a basement for that long? Oof. Oof. That's the real horror. Uh, in this economy, uh, turn to page 29. S huh. Something in the refrigerator <laughs> smells great. It smells so good that your mouth starts watering. You were hungry before, but now you're ravenous. Whatever is giving off the smell must be the best tasting food in the world. You pull out two containers and examine them. One is a small jar. At the bottom of the jar is a glop of disgusting looking purple goop. The other container is a white bakery box with a label that says Effie's Bakery Midvale in fancy writing. Inside the box is a thick slab of chocolate cake. You lean down and sniff. To your surprise, the de delicious aroma is coming from the purple goop. It smells like a combination of the best peanut butter and jelly in the world with chocolate on top. Eh, ruined. The cake doesn't have any smell at all. Your stomach growls again. Which will you eat? The wonderful smelling purple goop or the chocolate cake? I... We've I been, mean, damn. I mean, we've been bewarned, but like... We were bewarned by something outside of uh, the the meta, I guess, that our character would understand in the universe here. We that were warned true. by the title, which they would not have seen. However, it's true. this person is also disobedient. Maybe they would have done it anyway. I do kind of want to see what happens if we completely avoid yes. the titular character, but at the same rate, <laughs> I think we're just coming back to this page if we do it. You think so? I mean, I think if it's we're... possible that if we try the cake, it's just going to be like, oh, they come downstairs and beat you up. <laughs> I mean, we could give it a shot and find out. But also then it's like, should we avoid the peanut butter? What if we avoid the purple peanut butter for the entire time and then we just never see it? And it's like, beware of the purple peanut butter, the book that has no peanut butter. That'd we be... want it. Yeah. So what do you think? Cake? Cake and hope we die? Or purple goop. I mean, if cake doesn't kill us, I'm going to feel bad. Let's do the purple goop. All right. I mean, this... Hey, we'll see. Uh, okay. Cautiously, you stick a fingertip into the purple goop. It feels soft and gooey, like peanut butter. You stick out your tongue and taste a teeny tiny taste. <laughs> awesome flavor. <laughs> Great critic. Awesome flavor. It's purple and it's slimy. But it's this weird peanut buttery, this weird peanut buttery goo tastes like every combination of every delicious dessert you've ever had in your life. You lick the rest of the purple goop off your finger, then you stick your finger back in the jar. You can't believe how yummy it tastes. You wish the whole jar were full of purple paste. Unfortunately, there wasn't very much, and as soon as the jar is empty, and, it, and soon the jar is empty, but you're not hungry anymore. In fact, you feel great. 
You shut the refrigerator door and flop back down onto the armchair. A moment later, you hear a loud thump at the top of the stairs. You glance up. Your heart sinks when you see what's there. Hurry to page 94. Uh, another beautiful decision with no consequences. <laughs> it's your cousin Dora smirking at you from the top of the stairs. You're not supposed to be down here. She whines. I'm going to tell. Wait, wait. It was an accident. I came in here by mistake. Yeah, sure. But maybe I won't tell. If you play with me. Maybe. You Let's play dolls. Let's play dolls. I have a new dollhouse. You hate playing with Dora. She's really spoiled and has a tantrum if she doesn't get her way. I'll tell if you don't. <laughs> Dora persists. What are you going to do? If you refuse to budge, turn to page 22. If you give in and play with Dora, turn to page 35. I mean, maybe if she tells, it's okay, because we'll get medical assistance for the monster we just ate. Yeah, and she is also in the basement. So That's true. You also broke the rules. Like, I'm so sorry. You're going down with me. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, I think she's at the top of the stairs, but, I mean, hey, you're not supposed to look down. I mean, well, she says you're not supposed to be down here. That implies a shared space. Mm -hmm. mm. Mm. Are we going to try and pull a gotcha? Let's, let's go to 22. Refuse to budge. All right. No way are you going to play with bratty Dora and her dumb dolls. You cross your arms over your chest and glare at your cousin. Go ahead and tell. I don't care. You're going to be sorry. Dora sneers at you, then she disappears. You can hear her calling Barney. Oh, great, you'd think. I'm going to get pounded. You can hear footsteps approaching. Your eyes dart around from place to, for a place to hide. You fling open the refrigerator and climb inside. The door swings shut behind you. No one's down here! Barney growls. But, Barney, I, I tell you... From your cramped hiding place, you can tell that Dora is bewildered. You hear them clamber back upstairs. Fooled you, you gloat. But not out loud. But the joke's on you. When you try and open the door, it won't budge. You throw all your weight against it. Nothing. You realize you're stuck inside the refrigerator and you're running out of air. Frantically, you pound and shout. No one hears you. It'll be hours before Uncle Harvey and Aunt Fiona come home from work. Barney and Dora will probably be playing outside. As you gasp your final breath, you realize that even playing with Dora would have been better than this terrible end. Wow. Yeah, we finally got an actual bad, bad, just bad, exclusively bad ending of just dying. Yeah, that's just like, you die. You gasp your final breath, you die, because you did not play mm -hmm. dolls. I mean, to be fair, I... It's, it's one of those weird things where it's like, the, the refusal to do it is like, in my head, are we back on logical meta? Like, are we back in do the book the way that a character would you would ideally act in a scary movie situation because it's mm. it seems like we might be back to logic meta which hmm then again is we did eat the goo and playing with dora or is that yeah exactly is that eating the cake instead yeah well i mean i kind of i think we should just give it and play with dora at this point because if these are both ends, then that's page 35 if you're then looking for that's it. fine yeah 
Uh, you figure it's too early it's in... Wait, it's too early in your visit to get into trouble. All right, all right. Where's the dollhouse? You ask Dora. Out on the porch. Your cousin answers. Follow me. You start to follow Dora up the stairs when suddenly you have to stop. The strangest sensation comes over you. Your toes and fingers tingle and little pink dots swim before your eyes. Come on. Dora whines from the top of the stairs. You said you'd play. You shake your head and everything is back to normal again. That was weird, you think? Maybe you stood up too fast? Dora stamps her foot impatiently. Do I have to sit Barney on you? She warns. I'm coming, I'm coming. You bound up the stairs. You feel a little tired. The stairs must be steeper than they look. You follow Dora out to the porch and sit behind her, beside her, in front of the dollhouse. You have to admit, dollhouse is pretty cool. Three stories high, filled with miniature furniture, even a tiny patio and a little guitar. You reach into the dollhouse to move a chair. As you do, you notice Dora's eyes wide, open wide in surprise. Turn to page 102. I, I do have to admit, even as a kid personally, I was like, dollhouses are pretty cool. And then they Trojan horse dollhouses into my life with just those Lego play sets that you could get. Yeah. And I had like an open Hogwarts face and I had part of Diagon Alley and a couple other different things from Lord of the Rings as well. That oh, that was effectively just a dollhouse at some point because there were a bunch of different characters in it and a little guitar in Dumbledore's hand. There you go, buddy, rock out. Pretty much. Wait, <laughs> was he good? <laughs> Oh, yeah, no, he shredded with the best of them. Oh, let's go. I mean, I like dollhouses. I think they're cool. I mean, especially like a really well-designed one. I mean, that's art. That's fine art, my friend. Mm -hmm. Nothing wrong with that. Speaking of, uh, page 102. What's wrong? You ask Dora. Why is your what's like that? She asks, pointing to your wrist, getting younger by the moment. You glance at where Dora is pointing and notice that your wristwatch is hanging loose from your wrist. That's strange. You remember? Watch band must have stretched. It's metal. <laughs> Dora points out. How did it sweat? <laughs> Didn't it fit when you got here? She's <laughs> getting chairman. <laughs> She's Benjamin buttoning before her eyes. Yeah. <laughs> I guess so. You mumble. That's a good question, you realize, but one you don't have the answer for. Now you notice something else. When you first came here, you were three inches taller than Dora. Sitting beside her now, you seem to be the same height. How could that be possible? We're Benjamin buttoning. Mm. What is going on? Rush to page 78. There's got to be a logical explanation. Maybe you just didn't notice how much Dora has grown. Maybe you're losing weight. Maybe you're just imagining things. You're looking awfully thin, dear. Aunt Fiona tells you at supper that night. Have some more mashed potatoes. Yowem. Barney grins. Eat some of Barney's food while you're at it. When his mother isn't looking, he dumps his broccoli on your plate. You ignore Barney because you've noticed something disturbing. The table seems a lot higher than it used to be. Something really bizarre is happening to you. I'll feel better after a good night's sleep, you think. That night, you have weird dreams about pink dots and tingling toes, and the next morning when you climb out of bed, your pajama bottoms fall off your body onto the floor. Or bum bum. 
What is happening? You wonder in a panic. You pick up your pajama bottoms and examine them. They're exactly the same as they were last night. Of course they are. Because you now know what the problem is. I mean, your pajamas haven't gotten bigger. Dora hasn't grown. Your wasp watch band hasn't stretched. The table didn't grow. You shrunk. I mean, yeah. Honey, I shrunk the me. I... <laughs> Yeah, I have I have shrunk the eye, honey. I shrunk the eye. <laughs> <laughs> honey, I shrunk eye. <laughs> I honey, I shrunk eye. <laughs> Turn to page fifty. What is this? What if this is just the most? Like a lot of the deaths have been like you die in a page or two, sometimes two, mm -hmm. like at, at the most. What if this is just like the most long, like longest drawn out, like twenty twenty page long, just you slowly shrink and die I, eating the goo. I would like to see it. We get stuck in the subatomic space from Ant-Man, something <laughs> like that. Uh, yeah. I, I do believe that this is going to be main path for us, though, just due to yes. the, uh, the ratio between the man and the sandwich on the front page. Absolutely, absolutely. <gasps> You're right. He's small. Mm. It's not a big sandwich. You shrunk. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! I hadn't even considered. Well, page 50. Time to be uh, a manwich. You run to the bathroom. The mirror is even higher than it was last night. Th this is a recurring gag, is it not? Like, mm. when, when we were turned into uh, reverse spoilers for book number three, when we were turned into a bat, it was like we went in the mirror, the, the bathroom. The, the mirror is so much higher than it was last night. What's going on? Mm -hmm. I don't get it. Like, it takes these people, like, a long time to realize, maybe I'm small. <laughs> also, this person did realize they're small, that they yeah. are shrinking in the last page. Yes. And now in this page, they run to the bathroom and go, oh, someone's moved the mirror. It's like, it's, you're an idiot. <laughs> why did it get so high? I'm just small. I, why is it? You can't make me small. But maybe You know what? Maybe, maybe it's because the mirror actually was moved higher. Maybe he's small and the mirror was moved higher. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> maybe I, it's both you know what he's being he's being bamboozled by he's, someone he's being pranked it's like i see you're going through a lot benjamin buttoning and all but uh reverse benjamin buttoning and all but uh <laughs> i'm also gonna prank you tonight <laughs> get got dude i mean who knows it's true you look the same but you're definitely smaller getting dressed you notice that none of your clean clothes fit probably because you're smaller they're all much too big, except the jeans and the t-shirt you wore yesterday. They're smaller, too. Okay. Whatever made you shrink also made them shrink. But what was it? Yesterday. Yesterday. You mutter. You pace around the room trying to remember everything that you did in the last 24 hours. You're so freaked out, it's hard to concentrate. Okay. You say to yourself, trying to calm down. I've been on airplanes before, and I never shrunk. I've had my aunt's cooking before, so it's not what I have at dinner. Suddenly, you snap your fingers. You figured it out. The purple peanut butter! You've never had anything like that before. In fact, you're not even sure what that purple goop was. You better find out, and fast! You race downstairs, straight to the basement, but when you yank open the basement door, your heart stops. Oh, another death? Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> the end <laughs> go to page 100 it's gone 
The fridge has disappeared. In fact, all the furniture in the basement is gone. Everything. The basement is completely empty. You rush to the kitchen. Your aunt is just leaving the house to go to work at the university. Aunt Fiona, where's the refrigerator that was in the basement? She frowns. Dora told me you were playing down there yesterday. But uh, that snitch. We played dolls. She wasn't supposed to go to... What? Not fair. She replies. That rat! You played with her stupid dollhouse and she still told on you. Don't worry. I had all the furniture hauled to the dump early this morning. But... but you start to protest. Those old things were dirty and dangerous. Now it's safe for you kids to play down there whenever you want. She gives you a quick kiss and leaves before you can ask any more questions. You stare after her in shock. You're in big trouble. Or rather, in small trouble. You're still shrinking. <clears throat> what if you grow so small you disappear? If you think you can find the refrigerator at the dump, turn to page 24. If you think you should see a doctor, go to page 120. Um, I, both go, these options have you suck. Lean here? <laughs> yeah, they they both kind of do suck. I don't think going to a doctor and saying hi, I found I'm some small. purple goo and ate it, and now I'm small. <laughs> I'm small now. Yeah, uh, I don't know if the doctor's gonna go. Oh yes, a classic minification. We've just yeah. got an anti-minification pill here, right for you. Was it a purple peanut butter? That'll be important oh, in yes, developing yes, the yes. antidote. Like I don't think that's gonna happen. Purple peanut butteritis. I got you. Got you. <laughs> Here's the here's the go. Here's the antidote. Oh, it's going around these days. Yes. Um, you got to just eat I some think we orange have... jelly. Yeah, exactly. I th that th this is kind of where I'm leaning. I think it's possible that the stale chocolate cake is the antidote, and we need to look at <laughs> the refrigerator. The top. I mean, I'm yeah, I'm down with it. I think both of these. I look at both of these. I'm like, these are both not good ideas. I guess yeah. dump. I don't know. I guess dump. <laughs> dump, I guess. Let's go get tetanus. Sick. You decided to try and find the refrigerator. You need to get that jar. There may be a label on it that can tell you what to do, or at least what the purple peanut butter is. You race to the front door. You come to a sudden stop, slapping your hand to your forehead. You forgot. You don't know where the dump is or how to get there. Great. Your only help is Barney. You'll be nice, you decide. Polite. You'll even beg. You search the house for Barney. You find him lying in the den watching TV on the floor. Hi, Barney. You say sweetly. <laughs> he grunts. Uh -huh. He doesn't even glance at you. Uh, Barney? Keep it down, will you? He growls. He's watching King Kong, probably identifying with the ape, you figure. Uh, Barney... Please, I need to... Would you shut up? Barney snaps. His eyes are still glued to the screen. Those weird pink dots are dancing in front of your eyes again. As soon as the tingling in your toes and fingers stop, you realize you've shrunk a few more inches. Now your head is level with the arm of the couch. When is the shrinking going to end? Are you going to shrink down into nothing? I mean... <laughs> Are you you are you gonna drink down to nothing? But again, every page now. Every, every page, every page, you shrink. Will you become nothing? I don't know. Keep reading, please. Don't leave. Our retention rate. <laughs> All right, you have to get to the dump, and you have to get there now. Barney is your only hope. Please, Barney. I have to. What part? Shut up! Don't you understand? Barney demands. 
Bonnie's trying to watch TV? Does Bonnie have to teach you a lesson? As he pulls himself up off the floor, you realize you're so you're so little now that he towers over you. Maybe this was a bad idea. Uh, I'll see you later. You say, and you start back out of the room. Start to back out of the room, but Barney means business. You've seen that nasty expression on his face before. It means he's really mad. And when Barney is mad, watch out. Quick, where can you hide from your cousin? Dash into the kitchen, hide in the cupboard. can hide into. Oh, I knew there was someone in there. You told me no. <laughs> Look, they'll have company. Are they going to shrink There's into animals. nothing? Oh. What'd you call them? <laughs> Are they going to shrink into nothing? Dash into the kitchen, hide in the cupboard on page 13, or find a hiding spot outdoors. Run to page 93. I'm worried about, like... I've seen enough things. Again, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids is an example of this. Mm. Another one might be the, the wall episodes of Solar Opposites, but being small and going outside reveals great dangers of Absolutely. things that are typically in the environment. Yeah, maybe like we'll I get picked we... up by a bat or something. Mm, exactly. Perhaps we will get crunched like a pasty little cockroach. I mean, I'm happy to go to page 13. I didn't, how do you I'd love to hide in a cupboard. I've always wanted to hide in a cupboard. Mm -hmm. We can hide in a much smaller cupboard than Bonnie would expect us to be that's, in again. Because that's true. Sucks. That's true. Did he look at us? I mean, I guess... Did he look at us and think... realize... He must have. If he's towering over us, he must know we're small. Well... He, he doesn't seem to have noted it yet. Maybe he just always seems yeah. to think that everyone is much smaller than him. He's kind of uh, got like a Napoleon situation going. Absolutely, absolutely. You quickly spin on your heels and sprint towards the kitchen. Barney lunges for you. Clumsily, he trips over his own feet and falls on the floor. Without stopping, you yank open one of the lower cupboard doors and wriggle inside. You're so small now that you easily slip in among the pots and pans. Barney mm. will never find you here. You hear him stomping into the kitchen just as you pull the cupboard door shut. Where are you? You can't hide from Barney forever. Wanna bet, you think? quietly in your head you hear him open the door to the pantry then slam it shut luckily he never got a good look at you he, uh, oh <laughs> plot plot hole filled plot hole filled he has no idea that you're now small enough to fit inside this little cupboard when you'll come out of here sooner or later definitely later you think you hear the tv click back on from the sound of it barney's watching a really noisy race car program this will be a great time to leave the cupboard. No way he'll hear you climb out. Smiling, you prepare to climb out of the cupboard. But then a weird familiar feeling comes over you. Uh, let me guess. Uh, pink spots, tingle toes, Ooh. we're smaller, are we going to be nothing? Those annoying pink dots, you got it. Page 72. Those annoying pink dots, that creepy tingling in your fingers and toes, you're still shrinking. Will you become nothing? <laughs> Now, when you try and open the cupboard door, you find it's too much, much too heavy for you. You're not sure how small you become, but the pots and pans now seem as big as cars. Wow. Okay. What can you do? If you don't leave the cupboard, you'll never be able to find the refrigerator and return to your true size. At this rate, you will have shrunk down to nothing before lunch. Help! You squeak. Even if you were your normal size, you realize no one would be able to hear you with all the racket coming from the TV. Luckily, it's not totally dark in the cupboard, but why not? You glance around. 
you know, something you hadn't seen before. In the back of the cupboard, you notice a small hole. Pale light is streaming in through it. Maybe you can escape through the hole. You crawl over a pile of pan lids towards the hole. <laughs> it's a lot of hole. Uh, you've mm. almost reached it when you hear a hideous scratching sound. A moment later, a huge furry head begins to push through the hole. Yikes. What is it? I... You watch as the huge beast climbs through the hole towards you. Its face is covered with hair, has a long pointed snout, huge yellow teeth. It opens its mouth and lets out a load. <laughs> All right, listeners, this is the point of the podcast where you got to guess what is the creature uh, coming out of the mysterious hole in the cupboard. Uh, I'm going to give you one guess. Dun, 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 dun. All right, time is up. You realize that the terrifying monster is a mouse. If you got that right, you will collect your prize of uh, another episode next week. And it's three times bigger than you are. You're really small now. Yes. The mouse glances around the cupboard, probably looking for food. Then it spots you. Its long whiskers twitch as it sniffs in your direction. It begins to move towards you. What will you do now? Should you try and fight it off? Or maybe it's as gentle as the mice in the cage in your school classroom. Maybe you should make friends with it. Whatever you decide, you've got to do something soon. There's no way out of the cupboard except through the mouse hole. And the mouse is now less than a whisker away. <laughs> fight the mouse? Turn to page 98. Or make friends with the mouse? Page 116. I will always... Uh, no decision. Try to choose to befriend the mouse absolutely first i i knew we had to do that like even if we die i gotta give it a shot you know mm -hmm. always befriend the, the animals first. first yes absolutely oscar you've decided to make friends with the mouse you want it to know you aren't a threat hello mousy mousy you say sweetly you try not to look and think about its long yellow teeth the mouse stops stalking you, stares you with its little beady eyes. You think back on all the mice you've seen in school science projects. You know they're curious animals. How can you make it curious instead of hungry? You begin to make faces at it. You rub your stomach with one hand while patting your head with the other. The mouse continues to gaze at you. It seems less dangerous now. It starts to appear interested. Now you do a cartwheel. When you're upside down, you hit your heel on a pot lid. Ow! You cry. The mouse squeaks at you as if it understands you hurt yourself. You make a squeaking sound back at the mouse. Maybe you can convince it that you're just a strange looking mouse. The mouse cries. You reply. Hold on, I think there's more. Uh, what does the mouse say after that? Okay. And you're just going to leave him hanging. Yeah, I mean, honestly, you don't respond to a comment like that. That's yeah. more of a rhetorical squeak. Yeah. <laughs> and then suddenly the mouse lunges at you. His mouth is wide open. Have you made a mistake? Did you say something terrible in mouse squeaks? <laughs> Turn to page 45. The mouse repeats, then it jumps on you. Hey! You cry. You find yourself buried under mouse fur. The mouse's snout is right in your face. Its breath is hot and sour. Let me go! You yell. 
The mouse squeaks again, more quietly, and then it licks your face. Is it getting ready to eat me, you wonder? No, it's washing your face. Mm. Hmm. When it's done, it begins to wash the rest of your body. Then it picks you up in its warm, moist mouth. Its teeth hold you firmly, but don't hurt you. The mouse carries you back through the mouse hole to a crawl space beneath the house. And now you see where it's headed. A soft gray nest made out of fur, twigs, and grass. Nestled in the nest are three small gray baby mice. Each baby mouse is about the same size as you. No! No! You, you cry, but the mouse doesn't listen. It gives you another lick, then it drops you in the nest next to its children. It seems the mouse has decided to adopt you. But cheer up. Things could be worse, because the situation's great. You'll be warm here, and you'll have plenty to eat, as long as you like cheese and bread. The toughest challenge will be learning to stay quiet as a mouse. The end. This is a they good don't ending. usually give you the good ending this early. Yeah, this is the best ending. Kind of a weird... I, I legitimately believe this is the best ending. I kind of want to propose the idea that we just end it now. Like, that. What? What? Is, how is it going to get better than being adopted by a cute little mouse and hanging out with mouse kids the entire time? I mean, I agree, but I am also very happy and curious to find a, a proper we ending. We ought to. I, Do you happen to know the other page that we uh, dashed I, away from? I mean, are we fighting the mouse? Oh, boy. Is that the last decision we had to make? Yep. <laughs> but we know that it's nice. We know that we could befriend it. We know that it would, it would nurture and take care of us. You know how much it costs to raise a kid from the age of zero to 18? It's like... $200,000 USD. This mouse is willing to put one-fifth of a million dollars USD on the line for us. It's it's true. But I bet you in a different, in the alternate universe, it's not nice. I know. And so, I don't want to live in that universe, but we must. How do we fight it? And uh, what page is it? And 98. <laughs> and how about it's not a mouse anymore? How about mm, it's... now it is a uh, a demon in the shape of a mouse that has decided to take the form of a mouse to play on our vulnerabilities towards the cute yeah, absolutely it's a demon shapeshifter all right you've tr you've found out the tricks and decided to try and fight the demon shapeshifter it's headed straight towards you it looks mean and mean and hungry but it's so big you need a weapon you glance around desperately you spot a box of utensils hanging out hanging on the inside of the cupboard door. Inside the box are some pins for holding corn on the cob. On one one end of the pin is, is sharp. The other end is a plastic handle. So you grab one of the pins by the handle. It's as big as a sword for you. Then you turn to face the demon shapeshifter. It approaches, bearing its ugly yellow demon teeth. It lunges at you. You lunge back, holding your pin like a sword. The demon easily dodges the pin. It reaches its clawed talons and rakes into your arm you cry out in pain and thrust back with the pin the two of you seem well matched so well that the only way to determine the outcome of this duel between human and demon beast is by chance count the number of letters in your first name if it's even all right all right you know if it's even go to 25 odd go to 88 yeah. uh i've been trying to think about this since i saw it at the very start of the page and that is so rito and wraps, as in the and A and D, yes. makes us even. Rito wraps makes us odd. However, 
Rhapsody and Retromation makes us even. Rhapsody Retromation makes us odd. Our first two names off camera, not mentioning them, but that's even. Demon Lord. Yes. You know? Which of these do we want to go it with? It seems we, like we have the, evens, we have odds. I heard the word even. I mean, I tell you what, it means that uh, we have both options. Like, so even for now. Uh, actually, let's go let's for odd. <laughs> <laughs> okay uh, yeah, uh which, which page is on I, uh, I 88 there's an odd number of letters in your first name obviously and you have a new idea for how to defeat a demon lord you stop dueling with the demon instead you circle around a sauce pot the shapeshifter starts to follow you you speed up and there it is the demon's tail quickly you grab it and hold on the demon squeaks in anger <laughs> and begins to run through the cupboard, you continue to hold onto its tail. Then just as you hoped, it runs towards the front of the cupboard. Its weight and momentum should do the trick. Yup, when it hits the cupboard door, the door pops open. Quickly, you let go of the demon tail. You run out of the cupboard and into the kitchen. You turn around and see that the demon shapeshifter is lying on the floor. It must have stunned itself when it hit the cupboard door, but now it's starting to wake up. There's only one thing to do. What is it? Turn to page 16. Oh, it, it's a mouse, actually. Oh, okay. It, when it, when Wait, it's... what? Wait, 116, we've been here, baby. Wait. Is it? It yeah, is. This, this is just make friends with the mouse. Is this just like, is this an infinite loop? Oh my god, are we not... Should we just not have gone in the kitchen? Were, did we die ages ago? We only just figured it out? I guess so. So do we have to, I guess, outdoors, which is page 93? I, I need you to know, uh, I accidentally just clicked one of the numbers that I thought was in our previous chain. It wasn't, but I want to tell you what the page is, because it's very good. Uh, this is the choice to not hide in the basement. Are you serious? Are you really so wimpy you won't go into the basement just because your aunt and uncle told you to stay out of it? Just because it might be dangerous? Get real. Go to page 108 and choose again. Wow. How dare you listen <laughs> to your parents or uncle, uncle, and aunt and uncle? You absolute mm, baby, baby coward. Guardians. I know that in, uh, you know, book number four, we made sure to make it clear that you should do the safe thing. Why would you go and do something you weren't told? But in this book, absolutely do what you're told, you idiot. They're Come just going to zigzag back and forth, so anyone reading the series sequentially is consistently fooled. Absolutely. So uh, should we should we quickly pause to find the uh, point at which we should return to, or have you got? It'd be uh, ninety three. To oh, find okay. find a spot outdoors is ninety three. I will join you there. So this is joining off from what point? We are being chased by Barney. And we're hiding. Right, because in, all uh, of the chases into the kitchen get us uh, making Frazier the rat and then becoming wait, rat baby. Wait, actually, not murdered. Good. Actually, wait. And it doesn't say that we shrink into nothing, so I think it's implied we stop. Mouse yeah. for life. I mean, the, the rat licked it off. <laughs> yeah, it's the cure. Hmm. All right, page 93. Quickly, before your cousin can catch up to you, you dart outside through the kitchen door. You may be small. We're small? But you run fast. <laughs> You glance around for a good hiding place. No time to be choosy. You dash onto the lawn and then duck under the porch. 
The kitchen door slams again, then you hear Barney's footsteps clomping over your head. You crouch while Barney stumbles around on the lawn, calling your name. Barney will give you the count of ten to come out. He shouts. You smile to yourself. How stupid can he be? Why should you come out and get beaten up when you can relax under here? It's safe and comfortable. One, three, seven. He's cheating again. But you totally care. But you don't care. You're safe. At least for now. And you can wait a lot longer than Barney can count. Yup. Just as you expected. Barney gets bored and heads back into the house. You figure you'll give Barney plenty of time to cool off. While you wait, you see those pink dots again. But other than that, it's pretty comfy under the porch. After you think you waited long enough, you start to crawl out from under the porch. Then you stop in horror. Turn to page 18. I just want to point a, uh, put a point in something and say that uh, Barney was counting to 10, skipped 2, and the numbers 4, 5, and 6, hit 7, and then got bored before he hit 10. <laughs> hey, you know, it's what TikTok's doing Barney. to kids. <laughs> <laughs> you know what they say. Oh, them phones. Uh, all right, page 18. The Porsche has gotten enormous. It's gigantic. <laughs> it's as big as an airplane hangar. <laughs> or, maybe, or maybe. Or maybe it's the same size, but you've shrunk more. Could it possibly be? Your heart thunders in fright as you realize you might keep shrinking until there's nothing left of you. A thick forest of grass lies between you and the porch steps. You glance up at a towering yellow tree and realize it's not a tree at all. It's a dandelion. You're as small as a bug. Your hands tremble and sweat pours down on your face. You feel yourself beginning to panic. You take a deep breath. Then you sit on a leaf and force yourself to think calmly. I've always wanted to sit on a leaf. That sounds nice. You still need to find that refrigerator. You have to get another look at the jar of purple peanut butter, and that's the only way you can think to figure out how to stop the shrinking and get back to your normal size. Even though you're so tiny, you're not a quitter. Finding the refrigerator will just be a little bit more difficult is all. Feeling better, you stand up and prepare to make the long trek to the house, and then you hear a loud hissing sound. You glance up to see a pair of gigantic yellow eyes staring straight at you. Turn to page 110. Did I guess correctly that it's a snake, or is it the rat again? <laughs> the eyes are in the, are in the middle of an orange furry face. It looks like a giant tiger. The beast licks its lips. You realize it's not really a tiger, but it might as well be. It's a t- snake cat. Is Dora's snake cat. Puff. <laughs> it doesn't know you're still human. All it knows is that you look a lot like dinner. Nice, kitty. You say, slowly backing away towards the porch steps. Nice, pup. Nice, nice. The cat blinks once, then crouches low to the ground. The cat is about to pounce. You sprint to the steps. You have to stand on your tiptoes to reach the first one. You strain to pull yourself up by your hands. It's like climbing up the side of a building. You hear Puff behind you growling softly. The next step is much easier to climb. It's weathered, and you use the splinters as handholds. The last step is also covered with splinters. They catch on your clothes and poke at your skin. You climb up as quickly as you can. Then you reach the porch exhausted. But you can't rest. Puff is preparing to spring straight towards you. The screen door is open a couple of inches. But it's all the way across the porch. 
Do you have time to make it there, or should you head for Dora's dollhouse a few feet away? Run for the door, page 19, or run for the dollhouse on page 44. It's absolutely got to be dollhouse. If we're small, it's now time to explore the dollhouse. I also absolutely. want to see if there's the option. The dollhouse also has a basement. We go into that basement, there's also a refrigerator. <laughs> I hope so. We find so. some orange jelly. I hope so, so bad. Yeah, I mean, it'll, maybe it'll just have the it'll have the instructions on there. Just read instructions to undo get licked by mouse. Oh, well, like yeah, where are you gonna put the instructions for uh someone who is miniature? Obviously not in a book. They're not gonna be able to open that when there's yeah. a size of a bug. You put it in a dollhouse where they will move in to try and leave. Absolutely, absolutely. So. You take a deep breath and dash for the dollhouse. Behind you, Puff pounces and lands on the porch. She immediately bounds after you. You feel her hot, sour breath on your neck. As you pull open the front door to the dollhouse, you throw yourself inside and slam the door. <laughs> Puff, Puff screams in frustration. You peek through one of the windows to see her glaring at you. She tries to stick her paw in through the window, but her paw is too big. You glance around. It's pretty nice dollhouse with comfortable furniture too bad the miniature tv doesn't work explore the rest of the dollhouse but it's just more doll rooms a doll family sits in the kitchen but the refrigerator's fake and so is the food you flop <sighs> down on the blue and white striped sofa and glance through the window puff paces back and forth through the front of the dollhouse she knows you're inside you don't dare leave as long as puff is out there waiting for you then you hear something that gives you hope turn to page 117 it's a sound you never thought you'd be happy to hear. The voice of your cousin. Puff? Dora cries. What are you doing by the dollhouse? <laughs> you hear a creaking noise and light floods the kitchen. Dora pulls the roof off the dollhouse. See? She tells Puff. There's nothing in here. It's... what's that? Now you see her round eyes staring in at you. Ah, it looked like a little poison. She exclaims, reaching for you. I'm your cousin! Don't you recognize me? But your voice is so pathetic, and it's a squeak. There's no way she can hear you. Sorry, it's the book, not me. Ooh, I'm not a doll to play with. <laughs> I'm not a doll. Protest. Stay white here. Dora goes on. I'll go get some goodies for you to eat. Then we can play with the tea party. <laughs> Won't it be fun? Wait! You cry. But before you can protest again, she replaces the lid on the dollhouse. All you can do now is to wait for her to return. Maybe you'll be able to talk some sense into her, or maybe not. If only Puff would go away. Then you hear another voice from inside the dollhouse. Turn to page 82. The voice is coming from inside the dollhouse. What the hell? <laughs> okay. Page 82. Get ready for another crummy party. The voice says. You glance around. Your heart is pounding. Who said that? I did. The father doll replies. Its painted mouth doesn't move, but the voice is definitely coming from the doll. You can talk? You exclaim. Of course I can talk. So can you. All dolls can talk. I'm not a doll. You protest. Then what are you doing in our dollhouse? He walks towards you stiffly. 
Are you a burglar, son? Oh my god. No, no. You say. He may be a doll, but he looks strong. Of course you aren't, says the mother doll. You're my new housekeeping doll. She brings you a tiny vacuum cleaner. But, but... You start to protest. The mother doll glares at you. You shrug and start to vacuum. The new doll's dangerous and needs to be locked up. <laughs> what? What made you think this? The father doll insists. No, no, there's too much work to be done. There's cat hair everywhere. The mother doll tells him. You glance out the window and Puff's yellow eyes glare back at you. Will Dora ever come back? You wonder as you vacuum the rug. With all the cleaning you have ahead of you, a little tea would sure hit the spot. The end? I think we just get adopted by different families in all of the ends for this book. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> this is worse, right? This Let's is worse. This is significantly worse. One of our parental figures in this situation wants to lock us up. You're dangerous, and the other son. Wants to work us. Oh, absolutely. I mean, oh god, I this it can't be correct to just run back inside the door. Like the option was either run into the kitchen or outside. All of the kitchen paths kill you. If you run outside, the only option is to run back inside instantly. Like that it can't be that, right? Probably not. It's got to be leaving I, the dollhouse then. No, uh, wait. Can we leave the dollhouse? Uh, we never had the option to leave I'm, the dollhouse. We have to run so for the door. Head for the dollhouse, and then it's a straight pace. Yeah, it's head for the dollhouse, and then it's a straight pace. So we do have to run for the door. You're right. Nineteen. Nineteen it is. Boy. You race towards the screen door. It seems miles away. Puff lands on the porch, then takes off after you. Ahead of you, the door swings shut, then opens again. The wind is making it swing. You're almost there. Just a few more inches. A heavy paw crashes down on your back. Oh no! You feel Puff's hot breath on your neck. In terror, you glance up to see her sharp teeth approaching your face, and then suddenly she lifts her paw. She's letting you go. You scramble to your feet and then run towards the door again. You're only six inches away from it when smack! Puff pins you again with her paw. Now you remember that she always plays with her prey before she kills it. Your only chance is to reach the door the next time she lets you go, but can you make it? It depends on whether or not this is your lucky day. I can't believe that it's Tuesday, Saturday, or Sunday. Uh, is it? I can't believe that it we, is. We can go with Tuesday, Saturday, or Sunday, but I do think it's kind of funny in this situation as well that while Retromation and Raps have odd, Rito and Rhapsody have even, so it really depends on what we choose. And then in this situation, I'm actually on a different day to you. I'm in the morning of tomorrow. Due exactly. To time zones. Exactly. And that's oh. the one we go with this time. Last time we went with me, sure. this time we go with you. It's only fair. Let's go with then. Uh, to be clear, it is, is today Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday? If so, turn to page 124. If it's Tuesday, Saturday, or Sunday, turn to page 31. All yes. right, 31. Puff lifts her paw again. You immediately wriggle free and rush towards the door. Just as you reach the door, the wind blows it open even wider. Oh no, Puff will be able to follow you inside, but you have no choice. You scoot through the opening. Puff is right after you, but the wind shifts it just in time. The door slams shut in the cat's face. She protests. She glares at you through the screen, and then she hisses in anger. Too bad, kitty. Better luck next time. 
but it's not over yet. You still have to figure out how to get back to normal. What, are we small or something? Turn to page 58. <laughs> they would say that on that page. If they we would say, to. you're small, you're shrinking, you might turn into nothing in, in mm -hmm. the event that that was the case. I would sure, uh, surely say. So somehow you have to get to the dump and find the refrigerator. Oh my God, we're still, <laughs> oh no, we, we have, <laughs> we're back in the house. Oh God. It's we're your so only hope. We're from our quest and we're so small. Yep. But how will you do it? It would take you weeks to walk, and you can't call a taxi. Even if you could reach the phone, you're too small to dial. There's only one answer. Somehow you must get help from your dear, disgusting cousins. You head for the living room. Dora and Barney sprawl are sprawled on the floor watching television. Dora! Barney! You yell as loud as you can. But it's no use. Your voice is too feeble to be heard. You approach Dora and tug at her shoe. She doesn't even notice. She yawns and gets up. This is falling. She announces. You're still holding onto her shoelace when it, she begins walking. You grab on tighter to keep from getting squashed. She stops in the bathroom and stands in front of the mirror. Wow, that's a lot taller than it used to be, you say. <laughs> uh, you glance up to see her reach into the medicine cabinet. She pulls out a small box. You get an idea. Turn to page 122. Dora reaches into the box and pulls out Aunt Fiona's eye makeup. Then she leans in closer to the mirror. You jump up and grab a large bath towel that's been dangling from the towel rack next to the sink. You begin to climb it, using the rough threads for handholds. You've nearly reached the sink when the towel starts to slip. Your weight is pulling it down. Your only choice is to leap onto the sink. You barely make it. You hang on to the slippery porcelain by your fingertips, then you pull yourself all the way to the sink. All this time, Dora continues to put on makeup. Badly. Ooh. She's now applying mascara. Dora! You yell. She picks up a tube and pulls off the top. Then she starts to put on lipstick. She's smearing it all over her face. Dora? You repeat. You try and get right under her and nearly trip over a toothbrush. As you regain your balance, one of your feet slides out from under you. You're skidding on a smear of toothpaste on the porcelain. Somehow you keep sliding mm. off the edge of the sink. Dora's still gazing at herself in the mirror. This isn't working. You've got to do something more obvious. Get noticed on page 70. This is why it's important to clear all toothpaste smears from the porcelain in the bathroom. Absolutely. Otherwise, miniature children who've yes. eaten purple peanut butter may die. Yeah, absolutely. Think of the miniature pe people, purple peanut butter people. <laughs> Please. Please perceive them. Please. I seldom think of anything else. Yes. I, will, I won't now. Dora turns her head back and forth, admiring her reflection. You'd hate to be the one to tell her that she looks like a clown. You climb into the makeup box and wait. After a moment, she reaches in for an eye pencil. You grab onto the pencil. She'll have to pay attention to you now. She picks up the pencil, then stops. Ah! She a gigantic ugly bug. She got a lick in against us right there. I mean, we <laughs> called her a clown. She called us a gigantic ugly bug. Hey, we didn't say it out loud. Before you can protest that you're not a bug, well, this whole book is us saying, I'm not a mouse. I'm not a bug. I'm not a doll. I'm a boy. I'm a boy. This is the whole book so far. I'm not. I'm just a real boy. But before you can mm -hmm. protest that you're Everything not a bug. Everything else is getting larger. Exactly, exactly. She shakes you off the pencil, and then you drop into the sink. Dora! You cry, but it's too late. She's turned on the water. 
The ice cold water hits you like a waterfall. It pushes you down. You struggle against it, trying to breathe. You try and swim, but the current is too strong. Before, before long, you begin to spin faster and faster. You feel yourself being pulled down and down. You open your eyes and see a huge silver circle approaching. It's the drain. You're about to be swept down into the drain. Going to page 85. The water forces you down the drain pipe. You try and swim, but the current is too strong, so you hold your breath and swirl underwater. Just when you think your lungs are going to burst, you splash into a deep, dark pool. You push your head above water. You suck in a deep breath of air. A big wave pushes you back under. The next thing you know, your body is whooshing along a long, curving pipe. The water slows slightly, and you come up for air. Then you're rushing through the pipes again. Then you gasp for breath. Splash! The current lets you go. You're drifting in a big, broad, smelly river. You tread water and gaze around. The only light trickles in through a tiny opening in the grates far overhead. Empty paper cups and bits of food float by you. The whole river smells like rotten garbage. Slimy strings of filth wind around your arms and necks. Wind around your arms and neck. Gross! You're in the sewer system! You swim to one of the sides, but the banks are too steep and slimy to climb. You can't tread water forever. Already your arms are getting tired. There's something that familiar is familiar floats by. Uh, is a pop if it's a popsicle stick, go to page 52. If it's a blue plastic can with the words monster blood on it, turn to page 11. Uh, Just filth wind would be a really good euphemism for flatulence. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Uh, if it's something familiar, so looking at these two objects, right? We've got a, a popsicle stick or a blue plastic can with the burns monster blood. Now, popsicle sticks, that's made out of wood. That's a recyclable material. I don't know if things are fished out of the sewer to recycle them, but the blue plastic <laughs> can seems like it's more likely to make its way to a dump. I would say so. Okay. You dive for the can. Excellent, you think. You know what monster blood is from reading Goosebumps. Monster blood makes things grow. Monster blood will make you grow. You hoist yourself on top of the floating can. You're sitting on top of the faded label. You brush some mud off and read Monster Blood, Surprising Miracle Substance. <laughs> yeah. Slowly, you crawl down the can to the lid. The can rocks back and forth in the murky water. You feel as if you're bouncing on a log. The brown water laps over the sides of the can. With all your strength, you tug at the lid. It's wedged tight. You tug and tug. You have to get it open. You know the slimy green monster blood inside will make you grow. Yes. You grit your teeth and give one final tug, and the lid pops off and splashes into the water. You reach your hand into the can and feel... Go on page 43. Nothing! You lie on your stomach and peek your head into the opening of the can. You can't believe your eyes. The can is empty. No monster blood. No miracle substance. No nothing. The can quickly fills with the brown, slimy water you hold on tight as the can starts to go down, down, down. Well, sailor, it looks like you made the wrong choice. You're sunk. The end. Uh, popsicle I'm so glad that that wasn't the real way. Oh, that's so much better that it's not the real way, yeah. But I, I was ready to go sticks. off on a spiel about Deus Ex Machina from the sewers. We're, yeah. we're good, we're good. We're Where good, are we going we're back good, to? We're good. 52. For the popsicle stick. 52. Excelente. A popsicle stick floats right up to you. You climb onto it. At least you don't have to tread water anymore. But how will you get out of the sewer system? You notice a toothpick floating by. You reach out and grab it. 
Using it as an oar, you begin to paddle your popsicle stick. I, you know, here's the thing about paddles. The thing that makes them go is not the stick part. <laughs> so, I mean, it's more the, uh, the flat part at the end, but okay. You begin to paddle your popsicle stick boat swiftly through the current. After a few smelly minutes, you hear splashing ahead. The splashing grows into a roar. You glance up to see white water. The current is rushing into a waterfall. Off to one side is a swirling pool. It looks safer than the waterfall, but the pool is swarming with large brown insects. What a disgusting choice. You might as well leave it to chance. Flip a coin three times. If it comes up head or tails three times in a row, steal your popsicle stick to page 77. If a coin comes up two heads, one tail, or two tails, one head, move on to 37. Uh, we ready to try this? I've got myself a coin. Go right ahead. I'll, let's see. Google heads flip. Okay. Tails. We're going to 37. Let's see. I've got tails. Tails. Mm? Heads. All right. Damn it. I'm so curious. If this is another one of those ones where like the optimal option would have been bad anyways. You steer towards the quiet pond. The water seems thicker and dirtier here. Your popsicle stick boat moves slower and slower. You approach the large brown insects, and now you see them up close. They're slimy, huge water bugs. They have long, waving antennas and fierce-looking jaws. They're about four times bigger than you. Even if you were your normal size, these bugs would be huge. Ew! You cry. You can't help it. You've always found water bugs disgusting, and now they're here all around you. It's your worst nightmare. The big brown bugs climb up the walls and onto the ceiling of the sewer. They swim in the water but alongside you. They make hideous clacking noises. They're everywhere. Now one of the bugs swims closer to you. Its long, slimy antenna reaches out to the popsicle stick. Its disgusting, hairy legs paddle through the water. The bug's beady black eyes focus on you, and now it's... Oh no, it's trying to climb up on the popsicle next to you. Gross! Turn to page three if you can stand it. I think we can. I, I mean, yeah, I guess that's the choice. Is can you stand it? Page three. The water bug tries to climb onto the stick. You notice it has wings, which gives you an idea. An idea that makes you want to hurl. You reach out and pat the water bug. Its body feels hard and slimy. It waves its antenna at you. It seems to like you. Great, I found a new friend, do you think? A friend who's so disgusting now that even Barney looks good. Rude. You pat the huge brown bug again. Then you climb onto its back. It doesn't seem to mind. You grab a hold of its antennas and kick the bug on its side as if you were riding a horse. As you hoped, it spreads its wings. The next moment, it's flying up and up and up. Fly on to page 104. Not to put too fine a point on it, but this is the second time that we've been swept down a canyon into a, a, a subterranean yes. area. Yes. And uh, <laughs> we've made friends with some winged beast and ridden it back to the surface. Absolutely. And I'm sure this will be the only time. This will be the last time, I'm sure. You've heard that so water mirrors bugs... and that. Yes. Mirrors are too tall and that are the only two things and they're definitely never going to happen again, Goosebumps, right? You've heard that water bugs sometimes fly, but you've never seen one do it. And you hope you never will again. For now, though, you realize you're lucky you found one that can. This is your chance to get out of the sewer. But first, you've got to fi find some way out to steer before you slide up the bug's slimy back. You grasp the left antenna and pull hard. The water bug turns left. You pull the right antenna and it turns right. The antennas work just like reins. Great. 
You steer the water bug along the sewer until you reach an overhead storm drain. You guide the insect up through the drain and out onto the street. Then you kick the bug in the sides that begins to fly higher and higher. Soon the town is far below. You scan the countryside and then you see it. The, the, the fisk filled up. Really? You guide the mm -hmm. water bug south towards the dump. The dump is huge. Stretches over several acres. How will you find the refrigerator? The insect begins to fly faster as it approaches the dump. It dips low and skims a few feet above the dump. It's heading straight for a big mound of rotting garbage. Quick, jump off the water bug and turn to page 59. This is as much a deus ex machina as the other one, but this one isn't branded with monster with uh, monster blood and goosebumps, so I think this is slightly more... It's slightly more palatable. A bit. Mm. Yeah. You roll yourself into a ball and brace for a hard landing, but you're so small now and so light that you float like a feather. The next thing you know, you're standing in a dense jungle of grass. You notice disgusting smells, rotting food, moldy furniture, mildew, decay, but you don't care. Somewhere out there is a fridge with a solution to your problem probably all you have to do is find it you begin trudging through the tall tall grass and you reach the top of a hill on one side of the hill is a gigantic pile of twisted metal forming uh they appear in all different colors red blue green yellow many of them covered in rust on the other side of the hill is a thick jungle of vines and weeds you can't see what might be dumped among them you're trying to decide which way to go when you hear a strange loud noise it sounds like a and you gance, gance, gance around and gasp in gance shock. Gance around and gasp in shock. <laughs> gance around, gasp in shock. Ah! Approaching you through the grass is a dinosaur! I'm sure. Rush to page 128. Oh my goodness. The dinosaur's long gray body is covered with scales. Grips the ground with a cruel looking claw. Narrow tongue flicks in and out of its wide mouth, but it can't possibly be here. Dinosaurs became extinct millions of years ago, Raps. <laughs> then... But purple peanut butter regularly yes. makes people small, so I believe that. Dinosaurs, <laughs> outlandish. Outlandish. You realize now that it's not a dinosaur. Oh, it's a gray-striped lizard, but you're so small now. We're small? That it might as well be a Tyrannosaurus Rex. The lizard fixes its beady eyes on you and inflicts its tongue out again, and then it begins marching towards you. It thinks you're dinner. Quick, get out of here now. Uh, head for the pile of twisted metal on page 99 or run for the jungle on page 60. What are you thinking? I mean, if the refrigerator is going to be anywhere, surely it's in metal. You would think. You would think. Oops. Uh, Should we check it? Yeah, what page was that? Uh, 99? 99, you're looking okay. for it. You head for the metal pile as fast as you get. There's no people in the dump. Did you know that? Mm. Uh, you I'm head... looking for sound effects, don't worry. Okay. You head for a pile as fast as you can. You hear the, pe the people, the lizard coming after you. He's saying something in the distance. What is that that he's muttering? What does the lizard say? He says something out loud. I am going to avenge my wife as I tend you down uh, for the other small humans. He's got a lot of backstory, this lizard. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for the other small humans, I... You race ahead faster than you ever run before. The lizard's sticky tongue darts out of its mouth. It touches the back of your shirt. You break away. It says, oh. <laughs> I've got you now, mystery. 
you, you reach the rusty metal. Now you realize it's a pile of wrecked cars. You climb onto the crushed metal door of one of the cars. The lizard starts up after you. You climb through the window and leap onto the dashboard. glance at the window the lizard glances back where can you hide then you spot the open glove compartment perfect you crawl inside and slam the door shut behind you no way this lizards can get in you glance around the glove compartment is full of old torn maps there's a rusty flashlight a bunch of keys and a half-eaten roll of mint candies to you they're all the size of furniture because you're small uh, you lean against a map and relax but then you hear a deafening roar. The car starts to tilt, then begins to shake. Quick, turn to page 114. <laughs> if I can't get you, I'll have to start the car and drive it into a ditch. <laughs> the car shakes even harder. Is this an earthquake? Earthquake! You open the glove compartment part way. The lizard is gone, but... Oh, no. You glance up to the car window. The car is in a gigantic machine. The claw is pushing... Machine is pushing the car towards the huge steel jaws of a car crusher. Oh, my. I mean, we're in a junkyard. Of course, we're going to get car crushered. Like, that's mm -hmm. just, just an obligation. You've got to get out of here. You jump out of the glove compartment. You race across the street. If you can just make it back out of the window, but the vibrations throw you to the floor. You scramble up again. Maybe there's a hole in the floor, or maybe you can get the car door open. You hurl yourself against the car door. It doesn't budge. The sound of the car crusher is deafening. It says something. What does the car crusher say? It says... I'm gonna crush ya. I'm gonna crush ya. I'm a car crusher. <laughs> With a jolt, you're thrown off your feet again as you peer up from the floor. You see that the roof of the car is coming closer and closer and closer. In another few seconds, the car crusher will mash the car and you into a metal pancake. Alas for you, this come, has come to a smashing end. The uh, the dialogue for the car crusher and the lizard were written by two different people. One person wanted to be really expositive about backstory, and the other person was like, no, just the character design will get it through. I'm going to wreck it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, okay, so we can't jump back to 99, because that's be just immediately to here. It would theoretically be 60 for going into the jungle, 60. the jungle of weeds. That's... At this that's point, I'm... what it is. So before we even encounter the car, but we have encountered the lizard. Yes, at this point, yeah, I'm hard committed. We're at the we're at the dump. We've got to fight it. We got at this point. We have to. We how far? I think we're probably like three away. Yeah, you head for the jungle of weeds. The lizard runs after you. Bye. I will get you and for my family and everyone like that. It's hard to move quickly through this thick, tall grass as you are distracted by his backstory. It's very deep and intricate and interesting, but you're desperate. You pass piles of garbage, broken appliances, rotting mounds, and black ooze. You detour around slimy pools, bubbling with the scent of rotting food. Then your feet slip out from under you on a pile of slick yellow mold. You tumble down a slope, unable to break your fall, stop rolling at the bottom of the hill. You glance up to find the lizard staring down at you, towering, opening its mouth wide as if to say... When the wizard Vulcan all cursed me to be in this lizard form not 55 years ago, I swore that I would make vengeance on all family members of his from then down. Uh, are you related to the wizard Vulcan all? <laughs> its, its mouth is so big, you know it can swallow you in one bite. <laughs> then it flicks its tongue out straight towards you. You close your eyes. Are you about to be lizard lunch? Find out on page 48. 
You wait in terror for the vengeful lizard's tongue to scoop you up, but nothing happens. After a moment, you cautiously open your eyes. A few inches away, the lizard is calmly munching on the remains of a grasshopper. Wasn't after you after all. It was swearing vengeance on a grasshopper. You glance around. <laughs> What's that? Oh, yes, I got him. Finally, I was talking to the grasshopper the whole time. You glance <laughs> around this new part of the dump. Just beyond the lizard, leaning against a large boulder, is a big white refrigerator with no door. Looks just like the one your aunt had in the basement. You race over to the... It's so nice that it has no door. Like, to solve yeah, no the, kidding, you're right? Too we small. can barely open it at full size. Yeah. You raise over the fridge. Is it the right one? Is the purple peanut butter inside? You must do little to see what's on the shelves because you're small, so you'll have to climb up in to find out how. Wait, to find out, but how? You search through the garbage surrounding you and find an old piece of kite string. To you, the string is as thick as a rope because you're small. It gives you an idea. You discover a rusty safety pin. You tie the string to the safety pin. You twirl the pin around over your head, just like the rock climbers use, you think. <laughs> you think when the pin is spinning really fast you throw it up towards the refrigerator shelves did it catch find out on page 133 the safety pin clatters to the ground you miss well you'll just have to try again you plant your feet twirl the rope over your head focus on the shelf this time it works the pin catches on the top of the shelf with all your strength you pull yourself hand over the hand over hand up the string by the time you're halfway up, your arm muscles are trembling. A breeze causes the string to swing out and away from the fridge. You swing back and forth, back and forth. Hold on to the string tightly until the breeze dies down. Then you continue climbing. At last, you reach the top of the shelf. You let go of your rope string and gaze around. But oh no. The jar is gone. All that's left is the chocolate cake. Now what do you do? This was your last chance. I mean, <gasps> I new mean, idea. I, we, we've just rolled to the new page, and that this is my response to seeing this page. You get an idea, an excellent idea, the most fabulous and wonderful idea around in Alice in Wonderland. Some foods Alice ate made her grow big, and other foods made her grow small. Because the peanut butter and chocolate cake work the same way. Maybe that's why they were together in the fridge in the first place. I mean, besides, you got nothing to lose. You look inside the box. It's empty except for one chocolate crumb and a tiny smear of icing. You're not very big. Maybe it'll be enough. But which will you eat, the crumb or the icing? Okay, so... One thing, I was going to put a, a, a note on this earlier. It's a refrigerator in a basement. We didn't know the people previously. We've just left it there all untouched. Those people were either keeping a scientific experiment that allows you know, control over the size of people, which would be extremely valuable technology or black magic, I'm thinking more likely, uh, next to just a normal chocolate cake. Or it was the experiments draw for, you know, food that changes your size. It had to be something like this. I'm also really Absolutely. glad they referenced Alice in Wonderlands rather than just yes. Goosebumps again. You, yes, like in the titular book, Goosebumps. We thought of it for the first time. Then drink, make big, drink, make small. Mm -hmm. One makes you big, one makes you small. Uh, one makes should we you... try the crumb or the icing? <laughs> <Never. laughs> Yes. Oh. Um, sorry. No, nothing. I, no, there's some things that just shouldn't be said. Try, try the crumb or try the icing. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, what do you think? 
I think crumb, just because the other one was more of a kind of liquid pasty kind of situation, and maybe we want contrast. We need to absorb it. I'm down with that. Mm. All right. You pick up the crumb of chocolate cake, place it in your mouth, and swallow, you know, eating. A moment <laughs> later, you feel the No, we didn't chew. Hang on. No, we didn't chew. <laughs> this is not eating. This is, this is ingesting, I guess. It was just, we, took, we took the cake crumb like a pill, I guess. Uh, mm. A moment later, you feel an electric tingling all over your body. The next instance, you feel a sharp pain in your head. You, your head has hit the top of the refrigerator. You're growing big again. Or is the fridge growing small? <laughs> the chocolate cake worked. <laughs> you jump out of the refrigerator, rubbing your head. Then you grin while you watch all the junk around you in the dump appear to shrink. <laughs> it just loves to do that. In a few mm -hmm. seconds, you've returned to normal kid size. Or has the world turned to normal kid size instead? <laughs> Uh, you arrive back at your aunt's house in time for lunch. Barney is waiting for you on the porch. What have you been, wimp? He demands. Out. You say. Oh, yeah. He pulls back oh, his yeah? hand to give you a hotty <laughs> chop, but to his surprise, and yours too, you move quickly to block it. Ow! Barney whines, rubbing his hand. How did you do that? You don't answer. You're not sure. But it seems the cake has not only made you bigger, made you faster and stronger. Maybe the rest of the summer won't be so bad. After all, the end. We are ripped now. Chocolate we cake makes you ripped. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go eat chocolate <laughs> cake and it's, get ripped. One makes you smaller. One <laughs> makes you smaller. One makes you ripped. One makes you yoked. One makes yeah. you absolutely tanked to heck. <laughs> absolutely god i wonder what the frosting did holy moly uh mm. dang I, I kind of do want to just very quickly see if we eat the cake first do we just become a superhero and just like burst out oh of like right all the way back in the beginning. street and uh, creep down to the basement turn 14 29 okay so uh the cake is on 111 no it just continues uh we we eat it and feel reasonable i feel like it's probably like a legit most of these are divided into like two to three very distinct separate paths my guess is that actually is one for the future i suppose oh i would imagine yes this this is more involvement with with bonnie i wonder if it's possible that in this one the oh my god yeah you do become bigger so we have yeah. to use the other one to make us smaller at the end so it's just finding the other one that you didn't oh cool spoilers Sorry, I, I, I wanted to I know mean, if it was just going to kill us a couple. I mean, it's good, to, it's good to know. It's good to know. But in that case, it doesn't really make sense to beware the purple peanut butter. It'd be beware the chocolate cake. But yeah, you know. Yes. They, they did lead us down one of these paths with the uh, with the Titel. Yeah, they did indeed. Oh, well, Titel. <sighs> uh, well, what a wild one. Nothing but good endings. We got adopted by uh, mice. We got adopted by dolls, one of which wants to lock us up and one of which wants to work us to death. And then we uh, saved ourselves. I mean, for what it's worth, Mouse Child is maybe one of my optimal endings in, like, in life. Like, mm. Honestly, if I could, you know, turn to page 69 in real life and be a Mouse Child, I, mm -hmm. would, I would turn that page. Absolutely. I at any time I've seen like a a, a, a 
what, what do you call them? A, a naturalist uh, in interacting in the environment with monkeys, especially, mm. and the monkeys are just acting familiar with them as though like, oh, you're clearly just another monkey. You just look slightly different, which yeah. Uh, I do feel a certain kind of envy <laughs> of like, yeah, yeah, that'd be really nice. It would be nice, but hey, I mean, I just, it was being so gentle, you know, like it, it was cleaning was. us up and I don't know, even after we almost stabbed it with a corn cob poker. Exactly. That seems like it's forgiving. How like, what else would you want out of a parental mouse figure? You know, dang. What exactly? What? Emotional support and providence as well. We're getting cheese and breadcrumbs. Also, cute whiskers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So few parents have cute whiskers. <laughs> like it's really, really frustrating. I, it's really frustrating. It's so rare these days. Uh, <laughs> where's my bewhiskered papa? Where's my bewhiskered mama? Come on. Uh, How are you gonna tell whether or not you can fit through a gap? without <laughs> having to try and put your body through it. Yeah. Obscene. These are important things. Either way. That was a good goose bump. It was Rita. a good it was a good goose bump. I like the part with the lizard. That was a really good part. I can't believe it's, it mm -hmm. was it was a little unlike the other things, but I think it was really nice. I I, I a good change of pace. Yeah, wow. I, I do really like when they suddenly include a character that just has a lot of backstory <laughs> and it really makes the world feel large and fleshed out, even if you only interact with them for a short period like that. Yeah, it's really nice. And at least it wasn't like, ah, I'm the lizard from, you know, Goosebumps number uh, 48, you know. It, it, was, it was just, mm -hmm. it really felt like he was an original character. Um, but alas. Uh, hey, it's a weird time to say this now, but uh, this is on you know streaming platforms you know if this was for some reason your first one consider you know checking us out on all of the podcast platform apps and if you do do that consider following or you know doing the five stars or whatever the heck the app you're using uses because it, it's just it's nice it helps it's neat and a lot of you have done that already it's been very nice um i i have a lot of fun doing this and I gather that Rhapsody has a lot of fun doing this. Yes. <laughs> so it feels as though, you know, hey, we're having a good time with this. It'd be cool to keep going. And that's a great way to help uh, ensure that that happens uh, in a way. Mm, like Another? Sorry. Another. Another. Another good way to ensure that continues to happen is if you happen to already be, you know, subscribed to this through a podcast feed or some such. Uh, or happen to have already left a review, if you happen to know anyone who would like content like this in particular, something that's a little bit fun, a little bit goofy, a little bit personable and amicable, as well as going through a nostalgic series here in Goosebumps, uh, then make sure to send them our way. You can do that very easily as well with the landing page of turntopagecast.com so that they can find us on any of the streaming sites that they might be looking for podcasts on. It's true. It's true. That it is the number way, like number one way, as far as I'm aware. That like you know we're we're new to the podcasting world, but I, I, as far as I'm aware, that's the number one way that like smaller ish podcasts get started is definitely word of mouth stuff. So yeah, that'd be huge, be huge. But either way, we'll be back with this every. It'd be huge. Every... We want in this <laughs> game. It's true. Not today. On on return to page, we'll be big. Get small. Mm. We'll beware the oh, chocolate that, cake. That writes itself. Return to... Oh, it's so good. Anyway, it's just too good of an idea. <laughs> I mean, it's the third time I've said it in the podcast, but yeah. Return to page specifically as well? 
Yes. <laughs> I, think, like... I think previously I, I'd internalized it as re, as in do the action again, and then turn to page as a single thing, as <laughs> I forgot that return is a word as well. It, and I just realized true. that. Thank you. It's true. It's true. But alas, uh, that is going to do it here for today. So thank you, everybody, for listening. And uh, make sure that your mirror is not getting higher up. Bye-bye. Adios, y'all.